This is How to Japan, and today we're talking about Demon Slayer. George, did you like it? I did. Yeah. I did, yeah. I guess okay. that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, it is the end of the podcast. I feel uh, like we're all <laughs> see done. See you next week. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> that's all we <laughs> needed to say. <laughs> no one cares what you think. Yeah, oh, I know yeah, what, no, George, no, what George no. thinks. I don't even care what I think. <laughs> um... We need to preface about you know, what we're going to say by saying that we're not, well, at least for my own sake, I'm not a, an anime aficionado. Hmm. I'm not well versed in a lot of the lore in anime. I right. know that there's particular tropes that are often brought up again and again in anime. Hmm. Right. And uh, so I wanted to make that clear, at least for myself. Hmm. Uh, I don't know about you. Are you... Yeah, Have you watched many uh, anime in your life? No, I haven't watched a lot. Um, I've read some manga uh, that I haven't really watched a lot of anime. But I do, like, I, I watched a couple episodes of Dragon Ball Z and uh, maybe a few minutes of Pokemon. And then sometimes I'll try to watch, like, the first couple episodes of something on Netflix. And I just can't. It's just, like, I... Like, what is this? Like, but I think there's some show called Beast Beasters. And it's like about these demons who go to high school. And it's like, I don't know what they're trying to tell me. I don't understand why. What's the point? (laughs) It's like, because you can draw it. So you should be able to, you should tell the story. Mm. I didn't feel like that with this Demon Slayer. I really felt like there was a story that someone really wants to tell, and it's compelling. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, the yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I grew up watching a lot of Dragon Ball Z. I, mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved Dragon Ball Z, and uh, yeah, I watched many episodes of Pokemon mm-hmm. uh, growing up, and it was. Uh, there are certain styles, right? Like there's, I'm mean, not styles, but certain themes that are often covered. That I realized mm-hmm. uh, watching a lot of this kind of anime was the there was always like someone who was lecherous. Uh-huh. There was someone who was like right. a little uh, like sexually like <laughs> right. sexual energy. You yeah. were after like young young woman. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, listener who. I hope that you're not an aficionado listening to this, because if you are, you're going to be really pissed off. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Screaming. Like, fuck, what the fuck are you talking about? But I think there are, the majority of them do have uh, the same kind of um, themes of, um, like, loyalty and uh, uh, certain kind of energy towards women, which is just... Uh, you know, when you're talking about a kid's show, even mm. with Pokemon, there's a guy mm. named Brock who would always be after, like, the like these types of, of women. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's ever been... No, actually it is. It's shown in Demon Slayer too. Mm-hmm. Okay. That one guy. The orange orange haired guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always loses his shit every time he sees a pretty woman. Yeah, his name is Zenitsu. Zenitsu, yeah. 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 Yeah, I think... He, but he doesn't really have... Because he's still young, right? So... I don't know if he's lecherous as much as needy and codependent, but codependent in a very strange way because the women don't have any real relationship to him. <laughs> so it's like he's pre-codependent. <laughs> he's like, 
so it's kind of a weird kind of situation and it does it, it's funny because in those scenes where he's he's begging people to marry begging girl women, a woman to marry him it, it goes into this flat manga-esque look and there's lots of the the streaky uh style like movements that you would see like in a manga um and the eyes go blank and very circular Uh, they do that a lot and i guess that happens in a lot of anime you've seen more than me but sometimes like they'll have a scene where it's very detailed eyes and then it'll be a distant look and one of the characters Mm. almost looks like a doll because yeah it's like button eyes have you ever yeah, has, yeah, is yeah. that in Dragon Ball Z or any other manga? I don't anime? recall it in Dragon Ball Z, but I have seen other anime which do do incorporate that visual style. Yeah. Um, I, I I used to think it was just them saving the animators, just saving money on the time it takes to draw the character. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, there's a real. But... I think there's a real um, uh, reason. The the reason for it is because it connotes um a real emotion. Right. Um, the character is. Uh, feeling at that moment right like unsure themselves yeah sometimes i mean i think it almost is kind of similar to that um the soup test remember back uh you do remember we weren't born then but there's this um uh famous test done by the soviet filmmaker i think his name is podovkin oh no kulshov kulshov he does this soup test where they were theorizing the effects of montage on people and they showed a bowl of soup and then a a person's they showed a blank a person's blank face like a blank expression on a person's face and then they cut intercut that with a bowl of soup uh, a dead girl in a coffin and a sexy lady have you seen this before no no so basically they showed three different audiences these three different separate clips and in the first clip of the blank face and the soup the audience said the person's hungry and then the second one with the same face cut with um cut with the uh the dead girl it said the everyone thought everyone said he's sad and in the third one with the sexy girl it was oh he's lecherous and he, he wants sex and yeah. and so what they proved is that just by putting two images together, you can create a new reality in in film. Right. And so when I when I look back at those that anime that button eyed look, I think I, each time I see it, I see a different emotion depending on what I what happened before. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like naivete, you know, especially in Nezuko. And sometimes with the Zenitsu guy, it's like, like a, a, a anxiety. You get to, you know how mm. like some people get nervous and anxious, so they become very, very still and they just don't know what to do afterwards. They don't know what to do with themselves, so uh, they mm. they they become motionless. So I, I apply a different emotion to each time I see that that kind of look. Right. Yeah. So it so leaves it leaves up to the audience to fill in the emotion which the creators or the animators know they they know that this is the emotion they want to evoke 
right just through through showing like a blank face or the doll like look like you like you mentioned yeah they they know the emotion that they're going for every time they do they show that face with very little uh work in terms yeah. Of the yeah animation <laughs> yeah i you know it's striking because i i think i know we're just kind of well, i guess we're randomly going through this but the the one thing that i was struck by and maybe this is again another theme and I, i'm not a big anime aficionado but the amount of explanation expository monologue stream of conscious mm. monologue it reminds me of sports event commentary like it's just going right. on and on and on and on and it's like it doesn't let you fill in any blanks as the right. viewer it's putting it's it's information overload there's the soundtrack there's all these this visualization all this movement and color and then there's somebody rambling constantly in your ear about what's happening it's really in that inner dialogue yeah that inner dialogue that stream of consciousness it's uh it's really really fascinating because i think if you were to have that in any other like if you had the live action drama with people doing that i think it would be made fun of a little bit you know I, it reminds me of the old well, yeah, I'll go on. Yeah. Depending on the genre. I mean, yeah. in like those um, detective stories, PI stories, private detective right. in a uh, long time ago, that there's a particular genre dedicated to that. Well, the noir, right. the noir genre. I think in some of those you'd find that detective talking to himself. Right. Which the audience is let in, and let, let in on mm. and, and to his inner thinking about like certain people he comes across. Mm. Like the dame. He walks into his office. Yeah, I think that this, there's that type of thing. But then there's just ex, it, there's also d inner monologues about w exactly what you're seeing. Like I'm reminded of the the drummer, the drummer demon scene, where uh, Tanjiro is inside and he's in the tatami mat room, and there's a, a three blade uh, claw that tries to claw him to death. And then suddenly it's a five claw blade. And so not only do you see it, but he tells you. And so there's always like, it's not just, it's not just you watching the visualization going from three to five. He's telling you it's gone from three to five. It's not mm. just like I'm seeing an arrow pointing and it's pulling me in all different directions. He's telling you he's on the arrow moving up the tree and down the tree and all, all over directions. It's really, it, it's not something that you normally see. And I think maybe for, for some people who write scripts who are script writers, they probably would call that overkill or unnecessary, but somehow mm. it really works because it's information overload and i feel like the the what the show is really good at is giving you this information overload and then sucking the air out of it pulling everything out and then you have this incredible silence and it's it's a relief like that scene uh i think it's in episode 13 where zenitsu uh is inside that that weird house in the middle of the forest with the, the drummer demon 
and he is freaking out. He won't stop. He will not shut up. He's like the most annoying character, right? And you're just like, Mm. shut up. And then suddenly he falls asleep and he's in this other consciousness. And it's, to me, it was one of the most beautiful shots. Like it it kind of fused. And And the inner dialogue stops. Yeah, the inner dialogue You no longer hear his thinking. Yeah, you don't hear his thinking. Because he's unconscious. He's unconscious. And it it almost becomes like this Buddhist philosophy of like the samurai, the way of the samurai. It's just breath. Mm. And you you take in the sword. Mindful. Being presence, mindfulness. It's amazing contrast. It's my, I thought it was. It was incredible. That scene. I love that scene. Yeah. That was like one of my favorite scenes. Because like the whole... Up at, up to that point was him being an annoying fuck. Right. Just like I could hated him. It was just uh, like nothing about him had any redeemable redeemable yeah. qualities at all. I just thought, why the fuck do we have to spend time with this fucking right. coward? This, right. I mean, how I, I know they may be trying to provide like a contrast between him and the main character, but I just found him annoying yeah. until that scene. I was like, oh wow, this is this caught me off. This caught me off guard. Yeah, because you feel like maybe he's supposed to because when he's you see him kowtowing to this girl, he really wants to get her to marry him. And it seems like comic relief until it's like draining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like emotional. But, you know, another thought that came into my mind is like, oh, the guy survived. Right. You know, I was thinking, how did yeah. he get this far? Yeah. Because we see him when we're first introduced to him, he's like pissing himself. He's like, right. oh, I don't know what's going on. And I'm thinking, how the hell did you survive <laughs> the, um, what was the name of it? That, that yeah, special. Tsuzumi, I think, that the demon. Initiation or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the, on the yeah. mountain. Right, right. So you survived that. I'm like, how the fuck could you survive? And then we yeah. find out, like you just mentioned, when he suddenly goes unconscious mm. and he becomes someone who you begin to realize is a real force of nature. You, right. You know, I made a grievous error because I've actually seen the whole the whole uh-huh. series. Oh, so well, I'm yeah, a little yeah, confused yeah. now. Right, right. <laughs> so okay. Now I'm bringing in other episodes which are not up to 13. But anyway, let's just stick on to stick to that to what we've mm-hmm. seen so like what you've seen so far up to okay. uh, number 13. So that was your so you said that he the monologue, mm-hmm. the inner dialogue, mm-hmm. you weren't used to that. Mm-hmm. And I have seen other anime that do have the inner dialogue. Right. So right. it's not just this show. It does happen a lot. There, there, yeah. Yeah. Go on. It wasn't annoying to me at all because mm-hmm. sometimes you do, you want to know, like, I, I find it helpful sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm watching a scene, like an action scene unfold. Sometimes right. I want to know, I want to get into the character's thinking. Mm-hmm. I want to know what they plan to do. Mm-hmm. I want to know what their next course of action is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in an, um, in animated cartoons, it's, uh, I know I know what you're talking about in regards to normal Western screenwriters or uh, just writers. You you want to when you're writing for a television show or a movie, the old adage is "show don't tell." Right. You don't want to give unnecessary exposition. The viewer doesn't want to see that. You want it's a visual medium. Hmm. You want to show it all on the screen, and all the inner dialogue should be expressed through their actions. Whereas with anime, no, you actually know exactly what they're thinking. You know how they, you know what they, you know how they're feeling, what they're thinking, and when they get into these battles, I think it's helpful. 
at least for me while I was watching it. I didn't mm. I didn't find it too distracting at all. I I found it helpful. Mm. Well, I mean, wh- wh- how I described it just a moment ago is uh, sense overload. Sense overload, and I think wh- when I say that, I don't, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, I don't mean that it's a ne- in a negative aspect. I I mean it as in it, it's doing something that other other genres of entertainment don't do. And so you get to this other level. It's a, it's definitely a purposeful, uh, a purposeful, meaningful uh, strategy to make kind of make you go blank over what what's happening because the usually you have a situation where your brain fills in the blanks of things, but in this case. There is no blank filling going on. You are just inundated with all the information that you could possibly need to understand what's going on. And uh, to the point where Mm. they actually, you know, the inner dialogue is interesting when it's uh, when it's a strategy, thinking of strategy. But that, that's that's one aspect of, of stream of consciousness. But the other aspect of stream of consciousness is just the verbal explanation of ex- what you are seeing. So that that is fascinating to me because, you know, the, there's the, the purpose of the image is to to show you what's happening. And the purpose of the inner dialogue is to hear strategy. But here we have one more fill in the blank, which is I'm going to tell you what you are seeing. And that mm. creates this, this wave of, of information uh, which turns into this giant you know, cacophony of, of emotion and, and tenseness mm. and, and, and suspense. It's, it's, I think it's mm. uh, really, really interesting. I don't know if I would like to see it in in other anime. It might be, but also it reminds me of like uh, the you know Warner Brothers cartoons where Marvin the Martian or some bad guy will explain. Now I've invented this death ray and I'm going to kill the world. Right. So that type of mm. thing is usually that kind of expository monologue is usually created for children. Right. So children yeah. understand what is going on in the in the scene and why why it's being done this way. And so one of the things that you were talking about with me last week about the show was that this there's a wide range of people who are watching this little kids to big adults, big adults, fat adults, skinny adults, medium sized adults. Right. Yeah. That um, that are watching this. So it could be that. They're, they're trying to reach many audiences by doing that type of um, explanation. Well, I mentioned to you last week when we were about to cover Demon Slayer is... Uh, well, no, actually, I, I think I sent you a message about the series as I, as I started getting into it. And the violence is what had a huge impact on me. I mean, mm-hmm. it was not what I expected at all. Right. There was a uh, some episodes I think later later on um, after after episode thirteen where uh, I started to question whether whether this was actually for kids mm-hmm. because um, there are some really graphic scenes of violence. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 
and then it made me delve deeper into anime as uh, as a category of entertainment. And I, I soon I soon realized that a lot of anime mm-hmm. is violent because it's not what we think of as cartoons. Right. It's actually got a broad spectrum of people who love it, like you said, like adult. I mean, it's not like for teenagers. And uh, I remember when I first came to Japan mm-hmm. and I saw on the train older, older men and some older women too who were reading comic books, manga. Right. And I thought, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you, why are you reading comic books in your suit? And, you know, you've got your briefcase there. I was like, what a fucking loser. Right. That was my initial stereotypical reaction to seeing right. someone reading a comic book on the fucking train. And I saw so many of them. Mm-hmm. So many people were just reading manga on the, on the train out in public. I, th- I thought, you're not fucking ashamed. Right. What's going on? Right. And then I... And then I realized, well, actually, a lot of this manga is a lot of fucking sex and violence and covering major themes of mm. um, existential angst, right. um, some really complicated things, some simple themes. But it doesn't matter. Everything in between, anything you can imagine are in those pages. And from those pages, anime is made and created. It's, it's, I don't think it can be compared to the cartoons that we watch growing up. No. The shitty... Hanna Barbera, or oh my god, well, you're gonna go to Hanna Barbera, like Warner Brothers, or whatever the fuck we watched when we were growing mm. up. I thought, well, there is no comparison mm. at all. It's not in the same league. Mm. The fact that it looks like a cartoon doesn't mean it's a cartoon at all. And, right. Uh, and I, ca- I came to grapple with that, you know, mm-hmm. this uh, dichotomy in my mind, trying to, you know, look at it through the lens of my own background, my own mm. cultural upbringing, and. It's a fool. It's a fool's errand, right? Because how can you if you never if you never grew up in this country, you can't even look at violence the same way, right? My Japanese friend who was showing his daughter mm. this movie, which I haven't seen the movie yet, but mm. I could imagine it's probably just as violent as the series. Well, there's two things I have to respond to that. One being that I think that video games have followed a similar trajectory uh, as anime. It's starting uh, or cartoons starting off as something that kids do. But as the kids grew older and older, the video games evolved to accommodate new interest and uh, more sophistication. So now people our age in their 40s and 50s and 60s play video games and there's no stigma attached to it. And secondly, with another offshoot uh, talking about uh, kids watching it. I talked to some of my cla- my students about it, and I, I asked well, students who had small brothers and sisters, ha- did they watch Demon Slayer? Well, there was one student who said he has a five-year-old brother, and I was like, did your brother watch this? And he said, yeah. And I was like, well, what about the violence? Because you had mentioned the violence. So what about the violence in, in it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it bother him? And so, well, it's not real. It doesn't look real. I was like, but yeah, but people's heads explode (laughs) and then splat on the ground. Yeah, but it just doesn't feel real. And then another, this kind of, it was at the end of a class and usually kids just want to go off and do their own thing because it's lunchtime. But um, another girl came up to me and said, well, you know, like, I mean, for Japanese people, it's just very familiar. So it doesn't have a, 
a, a huge impact on us because manga or anime is very familiar to us. That's how she explained mm. it, mm. which I, I think she was getting onto something, but I don't think she fully was able to express what she was, what she really wanted to say. But I think she was close to yeah. something that we're talking about now. Well, the history of anime can be traced back to the start of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. I think the earliest was 1906. It was like the first real anime um, to be portrayed. So it's, you're right, it does have a, like a long history in Japanese culture. And I don't, yeah, but that's the same argument that was made with video games. When mm-hmm. you ask them, oh, doesn't the violence affect you? Well, I remember playing Mortal Kombat when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I played Mortal Kombat and some other violent video games. And and I remember at the time, maybe mid-90s, mid-90s mm-hmm. you go to an arcade center. Like, it's, like completely, it's public, right? It's open. It's mm-hmm. open to the public. And you play Mortal Kombat, and then you want to play it at home uh, with either Sega, Sega uh, Genesis or, what, or, or um, Nintendo, Nintendo uh, consoles because... It was it was fucking entertaining, right? And you see blood and guts. You see people pulling off fucking people's heads, and then you see uh, on television how there was this uh, threat to uh, parents were complaining, and uh, government got involved, and that's how they started to censor, not not censor the content, but put ratings. They they came up with a rating system. Okay, you've got to be this old. You've got to be fifteen to play this video game, and they started right. to treat it like movies. Mm-hmm. Because they're worried about their young. I mean, worried about your youth becoming mm-hmm. violent through playing right. these video games. And that's all been debunked. Right. There is no evidence whatsoever to substantiate the claims of violent video games creating sociopaths or psychopaths. Right. People wanting to... No, it's just... It's another form of, of, of entertainment. Mm. Much like anime, the way anime is viewed, I, I think, in Japan. I'd say that's why the five-year-old who watched Demon Slayer is not getting any ideas about wanting to cut her father's throat. Or <laughs> yeah. I, don't, also, I don't think there's any the, kind of evidence for it. Also, yeah, the, I mean, the, the portrayal is very unrealistic. I mean, well, it, it's, it's anime, yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the, the blood and gore doesn't, there's no detail that, that looks real. So when you're looking at it, even if a, a head explodes, it almost seems like a balloon splattering, not not even really something that it is real. There there could be you know animation. Yeah, but a kid that, doesn't know. A kid can't say, "Well, that's not how a head comes off." Well, neither can I because I've never seen one. But I I can see <laughs> shapes and head. What a, like I can see sh- shapes and heads of things, and and I I think that people can. If if the if the animation was drawn in more realistic detail and then blood and guts was shown, I think there would be a different reaction in the audience. Like I think the way that they portray it is highly stylized, and the colors and the the way things contrast with each other. Even uh, it, it doesn't. None of it looks like a a real world. So you don't. You, you won't react in the same exact way. You, you'll have emotional connections to characters, but you won't have the, the visceral sense. If you take a look, like I, another thing I mentioned was uh, with students was like, well, let's take uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Now, 
when I talk to my nephews in America about Stranger Things, I said, is this scary to you? And he's like, no, not at all. Teenagers, like, it's not scary. But when I ask teenage mm. kids in Japan, do they think Stranger Things is scary? And they say it's scary. And I said, why do you think it's scary? Well, you know, it just seems so real. But, they're, you know, it's not as tense and intense as Demon Slayer. But That's somehow, because mm. all the actors are real. And I showed one episode of Stranger Things to a class. And the girls were like, I just showed episode one. Because, you know, just because I had extra time in the class. And um, the, the kids were like, some of the girls were like really scared. <laughs> like and it, this is like really? 16 or 17 year old kids and mm. uh, so that that contrast like you can show and i think it has to do with the stylized nature of anime the stylized na nature of anime you're not showing like a real face it, it's the anime face and when the blood spurts it's 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 anime blood but when you see an actual character and they and they have fear in their eyes. There's a different visceral reaction to that. That's interesting. Yeah, I never thought about that. But yeah, you're right. I I could imagine that Japanese who've grown up watching anime their whole lives suddenly start watching a Netflix show uh, set in that's in a sci-fi genre with uh, some horror elements with kids the same age as them but they're real you can see them portrayed on the screen they're not they're not animated um that could have yeah i, I guess that could makes yeah that makes my point you know coming over to japan seeing the violence portrayed it, it was a shock i sounded like one of those fucking old old fucking female politicians in america complaining about the state of fucking the world today <laughs> back right. in the 90s we we're letting our kids play these violent video games i sound exactly like her when I came across this uh, series and I started watching it, I'm like, why are we letting our, the Japanese kids watch this garbage? I mean, what, well, such violent garbage. When in actuality, you're right. It's, um, it's just about your upbringing. And uh, it just so happens we have a podcast dedicated to looking at the cultural differences, <laughs> uh, how our cultures uh, compare to that of Japan. Two different guys isn't from that, two different isn't countries. That, isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, two, two guys from two different countries. If you, had, if you hadn't already known and you've listened this, this far... And you didn't bother reading the description of the <laughs> podcast you're listening to. Um, let's remind everybody that we are actually just two foreigners talking about Japan. Right. Bringing our uh, experience to bear. Right. Talking about fucking Demon Slayer. Right. And, you know, I mean, at this point, there's so many fan sites for Demon Slayer and the anime, you know, but anime world of people who love that stuff. It's, it's Why like, do you think... This particular series, or Demon Slayer in particular, has mm. taken Japan by storm. Wow, that's a good question. I'm going to have to think about that for a little bit before I give an answer. I'll have to uh, go into the uh, uh, subconscious mind of my brain to pick it apart. What about you? Have you been able to answer that question yourself? Mm, no, because I haven't seen enough anime. Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe there's something in particular I'm missing. I haven't spoken to my... A uh, friend, since he recommended it to me, so maybe he mm -hmm. may have some ideas. Um, my Japanese friend, right? But um, I'm not entirely sure. I know the movie is what. Well, it's. I guess it's the same thing. The series and the movie that was released um, recently. 
I mean, we would have to watch the movie as well mm-hmm. in order to give an yeah, accurate appraisal. Because yeah, we haven't seen it all yet. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've seen the whole series. You haven't. Right. But no. uh, until I think until we can cover the movie, we may have a better idea. I think, uh, yeah, because the movie broke box office records. Yeah, I know. In Japan. Yeah. So, it's incredible. Yeah. So, and, you know, that previous one was that Ghibli movie, right? Uh, Spirited Away. I guess the, the, you know, it's interesting because they both kind of, even though their DNA might be different, maybe there are similar themes that run through both of those movies. Well, we haven't seen it. Yeah. But I mean, like the the, the storyline of what, what, what I've seen so far of Demon Slayer and, and Spirited Away you know, going into this. Uh, okay, so you yeah. all right? Are we making predictions about the movie? Well, what I've seen. You so haven't far, seen the full series yet, so. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. but what I'm saying is that there could. Well, I wonder if there are uh, themes that are similar and that reverberate within Japanese society that cause you know that that would make it one of the big box office draws. Right. Um, because they're both anime, but they're very different DNA. Very different DNA, but um, perhaps some of the themes and the characters and personalities, maybe there's something going on there. Maybe, uh, but uh, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah, I. I do think that the lockdown maybe could have also played a part. Mm-hmm. Uh, coronavirus, people not being able to go to the cinema as much, um, people having more free, uh, time on their hands at home to be able to watch the series, watch more anime. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there should mm-hmm. could have been a variety of other reasons at play. But I do know that it is from what I've seen. So you know, I've seen the whole series. I think it's a good, it's a pretty good series, and I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what will happen next. Right. I've already got predictions for what, what will happen. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think I can see it. But as um, to what you said about the movie, having this mm-hmm. sharing the same themes as Spirited Away, what were the themes in Spirited Away? Which I you can't remember. I can't think remember resonate. That. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, this is just I'm pulling stuff out of my ass, you know. Just... <laughs> no, for Spirited Away, I could I remember the little girl looking for like you know, parents of fat pigs, they become fat pigs from eating right. too much with gluttony and um but I just felt I felt it was like a just a one of those um movies which was a f- uh, fantasy, it was an adventure. At least that's what I what I found when I, l- I watched it all those many years ago. Uh and surreal and some really unique characters. Yeah. I think and I'm just thinking along the lines, not the movie, but the TV show of what I've seen of of Demon Slayer. I mean, it's these are very general, broad strokes, but they both go into this other world, you know, this parallel universe kind of world. Uh, the, the characters can enter this 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 weird place uh, that um, is is different from the rest of uh, uh, of of reality but 
in Demon Slayer, the, the demons are in reality as well. So you can't really have a two, you know, you can't. When I'm talking about going into another world, I'm thinking of the the uh, one episode where Tanjiro finally slices the rock. You know, he enters this mm. mind state that is, you know, similar to what Zenitsu experiences when he's in that house and he has to summon mm-hmm. the strength to defeat the demons. They enter this mind space, this Zen-like... Water uh, breathing! Yeah. Fifth yeah. form. Form. I'm watching it with English dubs, so oh, that's okay. what I've heard. So, water breathing. And he's focused on his breathing. Right. The breathing is really important. Yeah, I, I, that, that's to me is so cool. It's just so fucking cool. It's like, yeah, it is. You guys kick ass. I mean, that's like the yeah. coolest fucking shit I ever saw. Like, it, it's so fucking. I don't know how many times I got to say this, but it's so fucking cool that they like, they really nailed down that type of philosophy and that meditative state. It's just like you don't. I, you know, I go back to the beginning of the podcast. They talk about Kane. I know how cheesy that shit is. You know, Kung Fu, David Carradine, whatever. But what made that show so fun to fucking watch is that he was all about, like, the mind and centering the mind and shit like that. And it's like whenever yeah. you can add yeah. that into, like, something like an anime, come on. That's, like, just it's the best of both worlds there. Fucking awesome. Yeah. What the fuck? I love the training. Um, yeah. with that guy with the red the red mask. Yeah. What's the name of yeah. that mask? Um, Tengu. I forgot the name of it. It's a Tengu. Yeah, yeah. 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 I His love name the is, ordeal. Yeah. It's yeah. The montage. Uh, not a montage, but it shows up in real, like um, real time, going yeah. through the training. And it's a, yeah. um, it's a real fucking ordeal. Right. It's grueling. And we're following yeah. him every step of the way. You don't think he's... Uh, we know he's going to make it, but I mean, the way that he's just uh, struggling with it, with trying to survive day after day. And I think it was, uh, how long? Several months. Because right. <laughs> yeah. no, actually his sister was sleeping for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, this, yeah. Wasn't it, was she yeah. asleep for two years? Right. Musicals asleep for two years. So during that time, he's fucking training every fucking day. And, you know, it, it's, and it, yeah, it, it just... It's so short, though, the, you know, and it, but it makes you feel like you've he's gone through so much. Oh, yeah, you feel it's it. amazing as a it's, viewer. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. It's I not mean, some fucking rocky fucking montage bullshit where he just runs up the stairs. Hey, always sorry. I know you're from Philadelphia. That was a low blow. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's something funny about that because that reminds me of like, uh, you remember that movie Whiplash? And lots of musicians got very angry at, about Whiplash because it doesn't depict how people really learn music and how you get good at music. And Stephen Colbert said something to, I think he was talking to Jerry Seinfeld in his show, and he said, uh, you know, people get upset about Whiplash. And then I say, hey, did you like Rocky? And someone will say, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that's not how you become a boxer. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I think that's, you know, appropriate. Yeah, it's it's fine. You can rip on Rocky. It's okay. <laughs> wow. But okay, if we're going to rip on I some thought, of the montage of Cobra. Uh, I shit all over Philadelphia. Because you've got a whole <laughs> statue dedicated to a fictitious figure. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. But, you know, what's great is, is the montage in Cobra. Have you watched Cobra recently? 
What's that? Oh, that's Cobra Kai. The, oh, no, no, Cobra, the fucking the nineteen eighty six Sylvester Stallone vehicle where he plays a rogue cop named Cobra. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, come on! Is it good? Is it good, is it? <laughs> it's terrible. It's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> but there's some great putting on boot scenes. You know, yeah. there's like mid-80s like montages of people putting on boots. It's like, I got my sunglasses. <laughs> going to tie up, lace up my boots. Now I'm out to, now I'm going to cause some trouble. I don't know what the hell we're talking about anymore. <laughs> I've, I've lost my thread. Oh yeah, the montages what? in this. Yeah. And then montages. The yeah. Well, they're not montages. They're like they're not, uh, they're not. real, real time. Yeah, they and he goes into these alternate realities, uh, alternate realities. It seems like when he's, he he he's so far away from where he he wants to get back to his uh, his uh, the leader, the Tengu guy, whose name is Uroko Uroko Daki, and he yeah. he wants to get back to him, but. No matter how fast he runs, he's not getting back until he defeats this shit that he's got to do, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. it's like, and I, I don't know, you know, I, I love the, the, the all the um, flower shit, like that whole mm. um, wisteria, wisteria, mm. the purple, purple flowers. I started going into trying to figure out what the meanings of the flowers were. So the meanings of the, of the, the wisteria is uh, e- eternal life because they mm. because wisteria when they they're they're called fuji in japanese and they they have yama fuji so there's a mountain a wisteria and they'll grow and grow and the vines just go everywhere and they can like take over an entire section of a mountain like good swaths of mountains and then but in the springtime you have these beautiful purple flowers that kind of create all these weird trails and lines following mm. the the uh, veins of the of the the vines that go through and during also there's places that parks where they'll have fujidana which is like a pergola where they'll set up pergolas and the fuji will climb the 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 wooden frame and then cover cover the top like a a a roof of purple flowers so they are like this very very uh, strong resilient flower so i think that might have some kind of correlation to the strength that is necessary to take over uh to to become you know this a demon slayer Mm, mm. and also the the end of the the uh show has pictures of this red flower the red flower is called the red lily i forget the name in japanese but that's a symbol of death hmm. so there there's these different things and what's really interesting is we usually see sakura everywhere in these anime or japanese shows and and of course sakura is very very important but it, it's i found it really interesting that they chose to focus on different flowers and they have all these different varieties and even that one lady the one lady tamayo in in tokyo right with her mm, with mm. his with her sidekick yushiro who's very very like strong-willed and wants to protect tamayo she's all into the flower scent power thing that thing was right. fucking cool as fuck too i mean it was like 
what a fucking great power to have, you know. That was kind of like a, you know, a little bit graphic as well when she would cut her arm in order to yeah, have her scent be yeah. projected, you know. Isn't yeah. that Didn't you find that like a little bit like a uh, above uh, the limit of what you would show <laughs> a kid? You know, back in our, cunt, our cultures, they're like, what oh, the fuck yeah, is yeah. going back on? In our you cultures, like walk past your daughter who... or son watching, it's like, hey, what the <laughs> fuck are you watching? <laughs> hey, man. Ooh, that's you're, a fucking, bit weird. you're fucking five years old. I'm going to turn this <laughs> shit off. <laughs> Watch Transformers. <laughs> right. Right, watch Transformers. Watch, um, watch fucking Dora the Explorer. You know, she's not. Uh, you're not gonna find anyone in Dora the Explorer like cutting their arm or. Well, I I have to remind you that I, as a family, when I was six years old, uh, we went to see Conan the Barbarian, and that that depicts uh, Wilt Chamberlain's head being cut off and bouncing down a, a set of stairs. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, but I'd argue that. A lot of ani- like the anime, like Demon Slayer, is a little more accurate in its portrayal of violence than Conan the Barbarian. Okay, I don't, I don't have anything to say. To <laughs> 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 I mean, I had a, okay. I had another friend who watched this okay. series, and he he said he he stopped watching uh, like episode nine, and he said that he's got a sister. And he said, there's no fucking way you would have that much love for a sister as the way that Tanjiro was showing for his own sister. He's like, I don't understand. This is bullshit. Why? I don't understand. Why does he have so much love for his fucking sister? This is this is so unbelievable. And I said, you mean that compared to demons and demon slayers? <laughs> and <laughs> you're questioning his love for his sister? Are you out of your mind? He said, no, I've got a sister. There's no fucking way I'd be carrying her through the snow and wanting to fucking go through this ordeal. Nah, nah I'm giving up. I'm tapping out after episode nine. <laughs> and I said, oh no, God. give it a chance. Come on. And you know what else is, and this yeah. is maybe really controversial, but yeah. I I think another reason why it could be so popular is like the incestuous hints uh-huh. The hints, uh, the subtle hints of the like uh, potential incest. Mm-hmm. There was one image. Oh, by the way, yeah, we have a uh, website, right? Which uh, yeah. So hopefully we can, we can put up this uh, image that I'm going about to talk about. But there's this image of him and her, Tanjiro and Nezuko. You know when you know when they'd like cut for a break, right? You know when it shows the image. There's yeah. one image I saw, and I thought, get the fuck out of here. That looks romantic and sexual in nature, the way it's portrayed. I oh, okay. don't remember what episode it is, but I thought, wow, there's no way you can make a like. Uh, given animators are uh, the experience, the experienced animators and story writers and manga writers, you uh, you have an intimate, precise knowledge of how characters are portrayed. You know every single detail of of the expression on their faces. And the way it's portrayed, at least to me, it looked a little bit incestuous. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to show me that picture. Um, I mean, for me, Nezuko is like the most adorable demon. Oh, she's I've ever great. Seen. I yeah. love. I just uh, you, you mean you, know, you got the bamboo thing over her mouth. And he's like, <laughs> like even everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just the breath really cute. is cute sounding. It's like, how the yeah. fuck does breath sound cute? But somehow yeah. it does. Oh, Japan excels at that. Yeah, that's creating true. like this soft power. 
yeah. around the world. Fuck, they don't, they don't just kill kill people with cuteness. Yeah. It's like the demon. I, I just love how they, all the directions they went with the demons. I mean, come on. I mean, it's just so I love how they have backstories to too. I love, yeah. I love yeah. how like the, like Tanjiro starts feeling real like empathy for a lot of these demons. Yeah. It's not, there's a lot of gray area, which I appreciate. It's not yeah. just black or white. It's like these right. demons, you really start to see their backstories and how mm. they became demons and why they're uh, slaves to the head demon. Right. They're... Did you get up to the head demon? I can't remember. Was the head 13? demon is the guy, you see him in Tokyo, I believe, with his yeah, yeah, human yeah, family. Yeah. yeah. His name is Kibutsuji. I just wrote down the names just so I could and say And he gives that. other demons blood <laughs> in order to give them extra power, right? right. right? Yeah. Uh, he's one slick character. Yeah. It's just such a a fun... I wish I actually had seen the whole thing so that, so that we could actually talk through the whole thing. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, that's my fault. Um, I I just continued <laughs> watching, yeah. and now it's all a blur to me now. Yeah. But l- let me okay, let me make a prediction. This okay. is where I think it's going, and okay. you don't uh, even after you finish watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not spoiling anything. Okay, but I think that they are going to make uh, make us aware of the fact that Tanjiro and Nezuko are not blood-related. Uh-huh. I, I say one of them is adopted. Okay. okay. I mean, that's the only way to really look at this image that I that I saw to really put into context because it's really bugging me. It's really um, playing upon my uh, feelings. And I know that Japan has a really complicated history mm-hmm. in the way it portrays sex, and mm-hmm. vi- you know, right. sex especially, especially ch- um, child porn. Mm-hmm. I think child porn was um, it became outlawed. Let me let me. Uh, shit, it was two thousand two. No, it was later than that, from what I read. Not two thousand two. Sure? That's right. Yeah, because I, I took a girls' culture class at university when I was a study abroad student, and I think it was in two thousand three. And they said the teacher said it was outlawed in two thousand two. But you know, memory. I mean, it's seventeen years ago, so could be wrong. I thought it was like two thousand fourteen. But anyway. Um, yeah. we'll add that. We'll add that to the uh, website so you can have a look at it. Yeah, but that's really concerning, mm-hmm. right? Right. That it took so long, and that's why I'm looking at this uh, anime with the with with this kind of information, and you start to to, to question the what exactly you're watching. And we both right. admitted that we're not an anime aficionado, so I could just be complete, you know, talking out of school, no fucking idea what the hell I'm talking about. Right. And the incest, well, I can say incest because I'm an only child. <laughs> I'm an only child. I've never had a sister. And maybe I have no, I've absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. But this one image just made me think, ah, oh, well, that, that, that looks a little too too sexually charged, the way mm. they're holding each other and looking into each other's eyes. It doesn't right. look like a brother-sister relationship to me at all. Well, was that in the second half or the first half? I can't remember. Okay. Well, I think that's a, a good place to stop. On in- incest. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's stop. I always incest. wanted to end a, a podcast on the subject <laughs> of incest. And now I have found a perfect opportunity right. to do so. So to all those uh, listeners who have siblings, um, yeah, 
Give your sibling a kiss on the mouth for me. Yeah, a kiss on the mouth. <laughs> it is shy. How's my co-host doing? I'm pretty good. Are you practicing Japanese recently? <laughs> after after how many years? <laughs> I thought, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why yeah, not share my, my fluency uh, of, of the Japanese language with our listeners? Yes. Irashai. A week has passed. Yes. But with the magic of technology, mm. you would have no fucking idea because this is coming immediately after our previous recording mm. where we covered the first 13 episodes. Oh, we were supposed to cover the first 13 episodes, but I fucked up mm. by watching the whole series. Yeah. And being on a completely different wavelength to Jerry. Yeah. And that's why we're, we decided to just release the whole series so that it, uh, now that we're on an even playing field, so to speak, uh, I think uh, we can better describe our feelings mm. about this series. Mm. I think so. Why don't you start? I did. No, I mean, like, going to details. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? This? <laughs> I did. All right. So where were we from the last? Okay. I think we ended the last episode mm-hmm. or rather I ended the last episode mm-hmm. by talking about incest. Mm-hmm. Oh, now yeah, that yeah. you've had a week to sit with incest <laughs> and let it, let incest simmer. Yes. Let it wash over you. Yeah. Were you able to properly analyze that? screenshot i sent you depicting nezuko Properly. and holding each other <laughs> according to what you think it is no, no. <laughs> in a lover's embrace and what say you and also uh, yeah. this um image i know there will be fucking listeners who are so irritated by the fact that they can't see it but actually you can because yeah. we have a website yeah and you can go to the website and the details of the website will be in show notes yes where you can just click the link and look at the image in question mm. and you can make up your own minds so where where does jerry stand i don't think it's incest i i think like after watching it it was such an exhausting anime like they went through so many trials and tribulations i think at that point they were just like oh my god they're just resting on each other it doesn't feel like they are no nah, they weren't resting on each other take another look they're I looked holding, at it. Like holding each other. They're I looked like at it. I looked at it with my wife. And they're caressing. They're caressing each other's faces. Well, they're not really. I mean, the hands are like, Oh, they you know, caress denotes. Uh, it's a verb. Yeah. Um, and you can't st- you can't tell from a still a still image. Yeah. But to me, it just looked like they're caressing each other's faces in a romantic way. I, I, don't, I don't really see it. I think you can have a closeness. Like they're just holding each other. Like, thank God we're out of this shit. Oh, Jesus Christ, we did so much stuff. Yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. When I first sent it to you last week, yeah. you responded with a message. You actually couldn't see it. I, yeah. I didn't find it until later, but I, I found it and then I sent it to you. And then your message to me was, it could go both ways. Yeah, yeah. But it appears to me that now that a week has passed that yeah. you've chosen the side of... The wrong that side? That it's not <laughs> so incestuous. Yeah, no, no, okay. that's completely up to you. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. I was just giving you my opinion. I, I think I do think it's interesting what you said that maybe in the next season we'll find out that they're not actually related, blood related. That I mean, I still think that's a possibility. But also, we have to preface that by saying we haven't seen the movie. Yeah, so yeah. So the movie so could put yeah. could, could put it all to bed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, 
And yeah. we don't have access to the movie at the time of this recording mm. because it's still being played in cinemas and theaters. And I don't want to go to a theater because mm. uh, I couldn't think of a worse place to be to mm. watch a movie when COVID is mm-hmm. still uh, risk, yeah, uh, a practical concern. So, yes. so yeah, we may, we may not get to the bottom of it until we've seen the movie. Yeah, it's true. I uh, yeah, I mean, you know, what was weird that I thought the color schemes changed a lot once they went into. I don't know what the English name is when they go into that court area. It's called the the character is called Hashira. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called in English? Do you know? What I I'm don't talking know. About? I, I um I know that they're all called hashira, like the hashira is supposed to uh isn't that a term for a different level? Yeah, Slayer? yeah, the different level. Those ca- all those characters in in that that place where they are recuperating. Yeah, they were the hashira. Okay, all right. I, I wasn't sure because sometimes they'll change things that I don't. I'm not aware of, but um. I, I thought I felt like what the color schemes changed suddenly. I felt like the first half of the series it was lots of sophisticated color mixing, and even the opening scenes with the ink ink bleeding out over things, and uh, then suddenly it felt like the colors. A lot of the the hair, the one uh, guy with the orange hair who was a Hashira who tested uh, Nezuko, whether or not she would try to eat him by, you know, cutting himself and making her sit there. And like, it looked like Dragon Ball Z. I thought that was the white hair. Uh, I think it's the orange hair dude. Let me just Mm. bring up my website of uh, various characters. Ah, yes. Flame, Hashira, that dude. Are you sure it was him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he uh, he looked like something out of Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Like it, it felt like the some of the characters got very ani- more anime like and less to the world of Demon Slayer. Uh, and I don't know. It could be that that's just the 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 whole design of the the manga is like that. But I felt like the the looks of things, and also some of the Hashira character, the one female character, who is a Hashira, who is speaking a lot. Um, it seemed like there was like that that typical like lots of cleavage on on the one the one anime female character. I was like, okay, that's new for this storyline. Like I I felt like things kind of became like more typical of what you see in anime the the look of it did you get that feeling Mm. no no yeah i felt like the color schemes and stuff like that they were just the story was still compelling it was just that the look of it to me changed yeah i didn't get that feeling from watching it i just i remember the leaving it from episode 13 Teen, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. remind me if I'm. Maybe yeah, I'm yeah, mistaken, that's right. Yeah, wasn't yeah. that when they soon get it? That's when they get into the place, right? And then that's when we see the other senior mm-hmm. veteran demon slayers. Right. I felt the tone shifted a little bit. Uh-huh. There was more about him trying to prove to these demon slayers who want to kill his sister that, or even kill him. Mm-hmm. They want to actually kill the both of them. Right. And so they're making it. They're debating amongst themselves whether to 
kill him or not, or wait for the the Demon Slayer Master mm-hmm. Ubuyashiki mm-hmm. Kagaya, who can't see. So they're debating whether to wait for him to make a decision or just take initiative and just kill the kill the both of them. Mm. Yeah, I I found that very interesting because it kind of reminded me of other movies that we watch even though this is a modern movie set in the taisho period which kind of brings us back to other movies that we've watched of period pieces like uh rashomon which Mm. also has a court kind of case that's done outside it seems like court cases back more than 100 years ago or more (laughs) were all done outside (laughs) they happen all the time yeah (laughs) they're all outside even silence the man scorsese movie silence Mm. is set a lot of it's predominantly outside yeah it's like when he goes there well when he's um being yeah when they when they're conducting those formal inquiries yeah they don't do they like doing shit outside and very nicely valuable vitamin d yeah 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 you should be outside Vitamin D court is now in session. Yeah, I I found that to be, I was like, because oh, then I started, I was like, then I tried to do some quick Google search. It's like, when was court done inside? <laughs> from what period was court done? <laughs> <laughs> was like, when was it brought from outside indoors? <laughs> when, 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 were the, when were they civilized? Like uh, an Anglo uh, society where we... There is roofs where you could sit in. I was like, is everything outside? Like, what, what if it rains? You just don't have it? <laughs> like, you don't have the court? Yeah, reschedule. <laughs> reschedule. <laughs> uh, so that kind of, uh, it didn't bother me. I was just found it interesting. I was like, oh, that's a link between all the movies that we've watched. <laughs> court, the court is held outside. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. You're right. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a common thread. Like in the past, they, that's where they did things. And also, I think it's interesting that they, they hear the stories and the way they hear it. And it's all this this judgment and investigative reporting on things. I've read something uh, a little bit about courts, just a little Googling. And the from the Meiji period, the courts in Japan were kind of based on the courts of France. And what's interesting about the courts in France, which is different from like the American system, is the judge actually goes out and investigates things himself. Interesting. Yeah. So a little bit different setup going on. So I I feel like that's what they were going from. Like they're showing us there would be these these people in authority who are going to uh, try to prove something about a person's situation, that being Tanjiro and Nezuko, and whether or not they can really be trusted. And all these people putting their heads together, their thinking cap, putting their thinking caps on to try to decide whether or not something is, is worthwhile. And I mm. felt like that's a similar thing that was going on in like Rashomon, where they were like, we, we need these various witnesses to tell us, but we never actually saw the judges in Rashomon. But I, a similar thing was going on in silence, though, where where you had definitely there was a bunch of guys putting their heads together, deciding what Inoue-san would would ultimately decide about the 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 the, the uh, mm-hmm. Portuguese priests. Yeah, I think yeah. Tanjiro and Nezuko were under the same kind of scrutiny. Right. Although completely different situations. But 
<laughs> but anyway. Well, now that you've seen the whole series, yeah, uh, I think from last week, if I remember, you enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. You liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Has has your opinion changed in either a positive or negative way after finishing the series? What's interesting, I think that the the first thirteen episodes had a bigger impact on me than the last thirteen, and I I know this because I I finished up watching it on. Tuesday and now it's Friday and I haven't really thought about it much whereas mm. the the first time I watched it the first first half it definitely resonated with me I was always thinking about it I, I think maybe there was a lot of very impactful scenes in the first half whereas the second half was more about building up strength and powering up you know, uh, uh, being in that hospital thing. And I, I found the characters to be fun and interesting, especially the the three little girls who were always, you know, supporting Tanjiro and whatever he was doing, that 24-hour uh, daily breathing exercise. And they always mm. were trying to support her, him with his, um, with his desire to get better and better. But it was more of a, more of a relaxed less tense experience the second half i believe after they went to that hospital and after the court drama kind of played itself out mm. nonetheless it was interesting it was fun to watch but it wasn't as resonating in my brain as the first half mm. okay but has your opinion of the whole series changed at all i mean do you still think that having watched the whole series you would still recommend it oh definitely i think it's uh it's it's a fun romp uh mm. through through this this world that they've created yeah yeah what about you uh i liked the last episode mm -hmm. a lot okay oh actually just going back to that the training and or uh, well even before that how he meets these senior demon slayers mm -hmm. Uh, I just thought they were a bunch of cunts. Yeah. When I first saw them, I right. was like, you know, I fucking hated them. Yeah. Especially that chick who was easily turned on by some of these buffoons. Yeah. I mean, oh I, yeah. What was that? That's what kind of remind. That's what it was like. These Dragon Ball Z s kind of like. Like I didn't watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z, but like the few episodes I've seen, I always feel like there's or or in other anime, there's always like these weird, like goofy uh, unnecessary er er erotic uh, yeah. moments or like this in japanese you call it like skebe uh, okay skebe uh ecchi ecchi uh -huh. maybe is the proper term okay yeah ecchi meaning uh you know like sexual having sexual uh desire yeah. which uh, you want uh, you you bring up in every interaction yeah it's dumb it's like it's just like oh i like him and then she like skirts back <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> He's so cool. Oh, I think you put, you you perfectly accurately captured <laughs> uh, those those scenes there. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I pictured. If it, it was an American guy from Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was in that in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was. Um. Yeah, I really fucking hated them, and mm. and I know that's the point though. I think that's what the creators, the animators, uh, the storytellers were aiming for. That okay. old trope mm -hmm. of you 
hating them and uh, i think they got the desired re- result mm-hmm. and you know there's this manufactured conflict right and the only um way out for tanjiro and uh his sister was through trying to convince them again going back to rashomon you know trying mm. to convince and plead plead your case and then the overall master coming in and passing judgment mm-hmm. and he did through having a uh, receiving a letter from the tingu masks guy yeah and, uh, and then he passed judgment but that wasn't enough for mm-hmm. that one yeah, demon slayer fire who, fuck who mm-hmm. left blood you know put put a hole in it and then he cut himself another fucking graphic scene by the way i know mm-hmm. i've been talking a lot uh, the last ep- time we talked about this i was surprised by the violence but again just cutting this fucking arm and letting the blood drip into the box and then bringing the box in and then that's how they left that one episode that cliffhanger what is what is she gonna do yeah yeah and that's when uh yeah tanjiro is basically able to convince her to stand down you know it's funny oh, no was yeah. it no she she remembers right like, right uh, right not to hurt humans. Hmm. Well, it's interesting is like you're saying that because, you know, they couldn't come out with this season two and there's lots of sexual scenes in it. And here's where the big problem in season is. season two? Yeah, they're going to make, yeah. So how do you know that? Uh, because oh, you read wa- up? Yeah, I, I didn't read up. My wife saw something on TV about it and then she told me. So it's, what do you call it? Uh, ah. uh, incest, incestuous uh, sex. Not, well. It's real, oh, you actually see them in bed. Yeah, that's what you see. <laughs> Just keep putting words into my mouth. So no, uh, so basically, there's too much sexual stuff in it. So and it's saying it's for kids. It's for kids. And like you've been saying, and like we noticed, like there's so much violence in it that okay, now that the the the, uh, the limit is sexual. Like <laughs> they, they they don't want to show the 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 sexual side of it. Because it's it's too there's too many kids watching, so you got to make it so it's not as sexual. So they they have to water it down a little bit for the anime, and it's like, well, wait a second, you've been it's okay for heads to explode and blood to splurt everywhere, but it's the same thing in America. America has the same fucking weird ass thinking. It's like, oh, Hang you know, up. you can PG thirteen, don't show breasts, but. Yeah, you can. But you can show a guy getting shot in the face. Yeah, yeah. With, with a, <laughs> or getting his head chopped off yeah. with a machete. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's okay. Walking Dead. That's PG. You know. Yeah. Come on. No tits. No nipples. No nipples. <gasps> nipples. Right. So oh, it's kind no. of weird. Anyway. Yeah, that was just something I was hearing. Yeah, but um, moving on to the last. So I found it a little tropey, mm-hmm. a little. A little cliched, but I did enjoy seeing Nezuko again. I love, I love seeing yeah, her. Yeah, Nezuko. I just awesome. love it. I love it. every time she comes up. I'm like, oh fucking hell, Japan! You've got to admit, yeah, Japan has a knack mm. for cuteness. Yeah, an ability to you know with their soft power to export around the world. They've been doing it for decades. Just making shit so cute, making a fucking demon a zombie demon girl just so cute yeah you touched upon this last time the way she breathes yeah and i think the fact that she's just so goddamn cute i want to see her every episode i want it all to be about her i just want to fucking see her do doing shit i was like why is she still in the box 
you know? <laughs> Get her out. Get her out. There's no reason I'm watching. Yeah. I think she's more compelling as a character than her fucking brother, even yeah. though we're supposed to be invested in the brother. Right. I don't really care that much for him. <laughs> the only reason I'm invested, the only reason I'm invested in Tanjiro is because the only the consequence of him failing is mm. the death of uh, Nezuko or her mm. not being able to be cured. You know what? Actually, let me think about that. Yeah. I actually like her being a demon. <laughs> yeah. If she continues like that, that's great. Yeah, if she becomes a human, it's like, yeah, there's no yeah, like, stakes oh, involved. Oh, no. Yeah. But, the yeah, also, you know, the hospital scene, I, I didn't really, in the recovery, you know, Inosuke and uh, Zenitsu were, like, not all into recovering or something. I found that storyline to be dumb. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, I, I, what? I, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like... I chuckled. I chuckled when it showed um, the coward. Um, what's his name? Uh, Zenitsu. I, oh, yeah. I I chuckled when he found these like little girls, uh-huh. and now he's enjoying them, touching him, and yeah, 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 you know, spending all that time. And actually, now that I think about it, that is a little concerning. <laughs> 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 yeah, because he's a he's much older. I mean, he's twice the size of those yeah. little girls. And those little girls, those three little girls, must have been eight or nine yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but do they, they have superpowers like, uh, massaging right? him <laughs> doing like chiropractic work on his body yeah I didn't really He's understand really what their it. position was because they're <laughs> little but they're in the Hashida world and they they just work all the time there's no child labor laws in this <laughs> in this well in this back world. in those that era yeah, yeah, Taisho yeah, I'm not going to question that but, but I mean like wh- what were they like what why did they have a what was their position? I don't understand what their position was. <laughs> I don't get it. So well, it's the same with those uh, white-haired girls. Yeah, yeah. I think there are four of them. Right. And so we see the first two in the uh, initiation mm-hmm. battle, and then we see another two at uh, the master's residence. Mm. Apparently, they're different. I had to look it up, but they all look the same. All right. Except one of them's got black hair. Right. Oh, and also they've got different... Uh, flowers in their in their hair or different uh adornments but i didn't know what their fucking deal was because i thought that when i first saw them i thought they were demons right and there's that line right there's a blurry line like because they all the only real differences between the demons and the humans is that the you know the demons are always cast in like a bad light or they've got shitty eyes or bad skin yeah but some of them just look like humans right and and they're good yeah, some of them are good. Yeah. Like uh, Tamayo. Yeah. Yushiro. Yeah, those they're good. Are nice, they're pretty nice good demons. demons. I'm yeah. like, well, what, why are they different from the other ones? What? Are th- I don't understand the logic, the... Um, the world building. What's the u- world in which we're inhabiting? Yeah. And because surely if Nezuko can become like Tamayo and Yushiro and just have a proper conversation with... Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like be normal, but all she needs is blood. Right. Well... She she actually doesn't need blood. She just needs to, to sleep. sleep a lot. Which but she's if Sophia you can get her Loren. to Tamoyo's level of oh, just yeah. having a conversation, I mean, great. Yeah, she needs her beauty sleep. Like sixteen hours. Was <laughs> yeah. that Sophia Loren used to get sixteen hours of sleep a day. Is that right? Yeah. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah, that that sounds like a myth. Yeah, probably. I'm not gonna check. We'll just leave it at that. I can't be fucked checking. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter. But yeah, but so yeah, the um. So getting on to the okay. So, uh, the last. 
Oh, no, no. Actually, before I get to the last episode, which I really loved, it was the training. The training I actually really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. You didn't like it? I like the training part. I just didn't like watching Zenitsu in Osuke go, I want to train. I don't want to train. <laughs> it's like, what is this? This is stupid. <laughs> this is the, why are they allowed to be there if you're not going to train? And then the three little guys go, can help you. They have all these people to uh, support. I'm not gonna go out of my bed. And they, how can? <laughs> and the guy with the Inosuke is wearing this boar head. Boar head. It's like, isn't that uncomfortable? I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> does that help you at all? It's just heavy. Anyway, no, nah, because he's too. He's too beautiful. Yeah. He's just too cute. You want to hide that, all right? I don't know. So uh, yeah. So that those those. I like the training part because it's fun to watch people train. It's like the Rocky principle. You know, you like watching Rocky go into the meat locker and punch the meat and eat some Oh, this eggs. is like many, many steps beyond the Rocky montage. Are you, are you saying that Rocky is inaccurate? Really <laughs> 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 I'm saying I find this anime that we watch to be more accurate. Yes. <laughs> It should be difficult. Uh-huh. It honestly should be yeah. fucking difficult to make your way up there. And the fact that it's, as a viewer, uh, in my case, watching it, mm-hmm. I felt, wow, this, this is no walk in the park. No, no, no. That's what I liked about him arriving at this residence. And, right. and the one woman who wants to take him under her tutelage, no reveal. She, she didn't even reveal what was required. Right. It was, it was people around her who said, oh, maybe you want to blow into this fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you got to explode it. Uh, you you know you've got to have to you know have to do this and that. And she just yeah she didn't say anything until you know later on he he starts to pass these little tests and you know and I could I could really feel it. It was really tangible to me yeah. the progress that he made. You know what else I was impressed by the, you know this little offshoot where you're talking about not just the training but they're really good at backstories. The show is so yeah, interesting yeah. when they're doing backstories, like the when when they finally get kill the spider people. And one of my favorite things is like the father spider dude when when they show him with the many teeth and all the eyes all over all over his face, and he looks like the most the scariest looking, most dreadful looking character. And, you know, they show him, like, at dinner, just sitting around, just hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is that? I have never seen, like, hey, you know, let's take... I felt like they wanted to do selfies with each other, like, like, sitting around with selfies. (laughs) Like, this character. But, like, you know, how they became this weird family, this fucked up family because of being outcasted by other people. And even Hashira, where they, the the girl who doesn't really speak and how they, they just picked her up out of the, out of the blue. And that really speaks to the random nature of, uh, of the world. Like you just Mm. could be, well, these demons just picked up these castaways and Hashida picks up these castaways and they're, they're almost, they almost could be the same exact person except, just sheer luck they're they're picked up you know one side is picked up by people who are actually on the side of good rather than evil you know Mm, mm. and then but then it's really hard to see where the evil is and that's where it's really nice to see that blurring of the line because you know that spider web dude 
you know, he's trying to create his family, this fucked up family, you know? And, uh... And the other guy in that episode, yeah. right? What was his name? Um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his, uh... The, the guy who just m- missed his family, tried to create... Yeah. You're not, you're not talking about the spider guy. Also, yeah. he was part of that guy's family. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's trying to create his to. family. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, such a, a, a really interesting and psychologically deep investigation yeah. you know it, it you don't really see that kind of stuff that going right. that deep you know it's really fun it was i thought it was really good all that all that backstory stuff and also yeah. w- i guess what was the one butterfly hashira girl i found mm. her to be interesting what did you think about her you know what I'm talking uh, about? The girl who talked oh, like this. Uh, and, sh- and she's like, oh, maybe. Shinobu Kocho. Shinobu Kocho. Insect yeah. Hashira. Yeah. Was that her name? I'm, I'm getting confused yeah. with the other one. The flower Hashira. There's flower and there's insect. You're talking about the insect Hashira. Yeah, insect. Insect. The girl with the purple yeah, eyes. Yeah. And she's so calm. And I actually found her a little grating on my nerves at the beginning because she's just so okay. uh, sac- sac- saccharine. And yeah. then... But but like you talk about backstory. Once you see the backstory, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, <laughs> her yeah, sister, yeah. her sister, um, manifested all of those qualities of just right. being quiet and kind and, and sweet, and she just took those on board when she was nothing like that before. Right. Well, I found her to be interesting in the sense of she was a very powerful character within the within the universe, but incredibly like very pushed to the nth degree of being feminine like annoyingly like what you're saying was like i don't know if i want to say annoyingly but like she she never lost her what i'm thinking is it's like you you watch like the quick and the dead from the 1990s sharon stone this is what a typical hollywood movie would do oh you you need a tough female character they have to look and act like a man to Mm, be tough mm -hmm. and strong but this character, this insect character, she's completely feminine, but she's also one of the most powerful characters within the story. And so she's always in this high-pitched tone, like, oh, maybe, but she's not just saying cute shit, like, oh, my God, somebody's so cool. You know, it's like mm. she's she's like, oh, well, maybe we'll have to kill that person because that's just the way it is, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it, Like it, when she threatened to kill um, Niz- Nizuko. Yeah. So and it, and it took uh, was it was yeah Gifu oh, I'm sorry Giyu Tomioka took him to step in and say nah, I'm yeah, not going to let it happen. Let's hold off on that. Yeah. So I found I found that to be interesting because because of what I'm just basically saying. If we talk about Tomb Raider, it's like Angelina Jolie has to practically be morph into like a, a, a male persona in order to show strength th- right. in the movie. Sharon Stone has to wear the cowboy hat and walk like a man in The Quick and the Dead. I know my references well, are Well, because like a corset, you ago. can't move around in a corset and, yeah. and use your weapon. Right. So, but but I'm talking about like the toughness, you know, like mm. it's like uh, I'm going to mirror the toughness of, you know, m- the masculine. Mm. But in these in this anime, the the women are tough as nails. Mm. While maintaining a feminine characteristics. So I think right. that's quite different from what you would see in other movies. I know, yeah, sorry, that's, an, that's an interesting point. Yeah. No, because it happens all the time, though. Even in Dragon Ball Z, it's, yeah. you do see strong female characters and they do retain their femininity. Oh, okay. So this is not a new thing. This is not a new thing. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. I thought that was uh, something that uh, I guess it's a, a very big contrast from what we would see in American movies. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, you brought up like another point, which I actually want to uh, double click on. Mm-hmm. And that is before I get to the last episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'll leave the last episode, talk about the last episode for later in the podcast. Oh, but yeah. the anime, I had no idea. And I know that if you're listening and you're an anime fanatic, then why are you still listening? That's yeah, my question. Because you must be pulling out your fucking hair. <laughs> <laughs> you must be so fucking angry the way we're talking about this, treating this fucking series. But um, but what I what I want to say is is that after doing a, just cursory research on anime, mm-hmm. you start to realize that there are certain genres within anime, and, uh-huh. and there are like five main types. Oh, Did you okay. know about this? No. There's seinen. Uh huh. And that is translated as young man okay. in English. Oh, okay. And yeah. this targets young adult or adult male viewers. Mm-hmm. And they all cover basically the same kind of themes. A lot of them, uh, like some examples could be one. These these are the ones which I really like because they cover like One Punch Man, which I liked, mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell. Uh, so they yeah, can be quite violent. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Shoujo. Okay. And shoujo is the opposite of shonen, and that's translated as young girl. And that focuses on more interpersonal relationships and romance in the story, rather mm-hmm. than not a lot of fighting and action. But this, these series tend to be more dramatic, uh, but fall into the more adventure and comedy realm than shonen. And the protagonist of the story is almost always female. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked at some examples that I've never seen, and I don't think I ever will see, right. uh, like Oran, High School, Host Club, Maid, Summer, Vampire Night, My Little Monster, Natsume's Book of Friends. Uh, and there's another one called Jose. Uh-huh. And this is a counterpart to Shonen. And it's this is more adult-oriented. Okay. Adult woman. And this is focuses, focuses more on romance. Mm-hmm. And it's a little more realistic in the way they portray these relationships. Right. And it's more erotic, intense, and they treat they cover a lot of dark subjects uh, and more everyday life. And some of these more popular ones are Usagi Drop, Nordame, Kantabio. It's like English there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Paradise Kiss. So how many have I covered? Was that one, two, three, four? Oh, sorry, I forgot the first one. It was like short. So, shonen, mm-hmm. shonen can be translated to few years, mm-hmm. and that's related to a younger male audience. Mm-hmm. So I skipped that. Sorry, I was good. I missed that. Was like the first one on the in the list. So this is aimed at younger males, right? And it features a young male protagonist. Uh, shonen anime have the most popular, well-known franchises as they contain a little bit of everything. Right. Adventure, action, fighting, drama, comedy, coming of age. And some of these most popular ones are Naruto, One Piece, Attack on Titan, Bleach, Mm -hmm. Full Metal, Alchemist, Fairy Tale. I guess that's the gateway. Right. Into anime. And I, I I would imagine Demon Slayer falls into that category. Right, yeah. So I've covered those, and I think the last one would be Kodomo Muke. Koromomike, this is, it means directed at, well, it's directed at children. Right. The only genre within anime that 
is suitable for young viewers. They are super cute, imaginative. They have moral messages. Right. And they teach children how to be considerate, behave, and follow the right path. And some of these most popular anime include Pokemon, mm-hmm. Doraemon, Digimon Adventure, Yokai Watch, Hamtaro. I know Pokemon and Doraemon, but I, I don't know the others. Mm. What I think once you understand how it's split, mm-hmm. I think they could give you... Because I, I, I was very harsh on the... Very critical over the violence. Mm-hmm. And I think this... Yeah, looking at some of the ones in the Shonen category, it's got a tech on Titan there as one of the right. examples. But I think Attack on Titan, from what I've heard, is fucking violent. Right. Yeah. It's nuts. I mean... So it's... surely that should be in the Seinen category. Right. Uh, but there is a blur there. So I think once you graduate, I mean, once you're old, I th- uh, once you reach a certain age in early teens, mm. I-, I think there is no real uh, line. I think the line is so blurry that a lot of the ones that are aimed at kids and young teenagers, I think that gets blurred. Mm. And that's right, why, right. The, and I think the violence is it's such a mainstay of a lot of this anime right. that it's like, you know, if we were watching a television show that showed, um, I don't know, like uh, kissing or something in an Islamic, highly, <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> like a regimented Islamic country, be like, what the fuck am I watching? So I think it's just a matter of degree, right. a matter of um, what, mm. you're, what you're brought up watching. Uh, but that's what I wanted to make. I wanted to bring that up because I, I don't think I was fair in my initial appraisal of the of the last episode we did. I I think that there is uh, maybe a higher maturity amongst the anime watchers in Japan versus that in the cartoon watching public of New Zealand, Australia, America, or the UK. I think they're just a little more sophisticated in the way they understand anime. Versus how we understand it. Right. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, um, it, it's good to know that there's different target audiences for various ones, but then they can have large crossover audiences. Like, I think One Piece is probably something that, you know, a wide range of people like. And Demon Slayer mm. obviously has reached the hearts and minds of people of young and old. So, <laughs> and I did, and I did check that too. Why, why is Demon Slayer so popular in Japan? Yeah, I think I was telling you before. I asked my girlfriend. Right. Uh, she's Japanese, and I asked her why. Why is Demon Slayer so popular in Japan? And then she responded with her message. Uh, it was a text message. She said, um, she sent me a link to Google. Yeah. With uh, why is Demon Slayer so popular in Japan? Yeah. Well, she's very. So helpful. I clicked on the link, yeah. and then I found <laughs> some links. <laughs> I found some other uh, sources of why it's so popular. Can you guess why, without me telling you, before I I give you some potential answers, why do you think it's so popular? I think I asked you last time and you couldn't, you you didn't have any idea. Yeah, I mean, I I read a little bit, but it's just basically they're saying because it, it was released at a time where movie theaters were just opening up again. And so it created this fervor. But also, I guess I'll give my own opinion, which is that it it reaches, it tells a story about family and also the 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 struggle between good and evil. That just sounds dumb as fuck. Just tell me what the hell. Yeah, just tell me what, what you think. 
What is it that Google? Uh, I, I, read, I read a few different answers um, or guesses. And one is that it takes place in the Taisho era, which mm-hmm. is modern, but not modern to the point where World War II happened. Mm-hmm. And it's an era really where you don't see much in anime or manga. So mm-hmm. it really hasn't been covered. So it is, there's some unique value to it. Mm-hmm. And also the folklore. That's another important point. Ah, it's like yeah, the flower, yeah. mm-hmm. red spider lily, or mm. um, other different uh, references to flowers. Yeah. Uh, samurai style characters. Yeah. And the, yeah, well, the characters themselves, they're likable. Yeah. They're, they're, they're engaging. But, um, and also the fact that the Japanese folktales, there's like a, it starts off with death. Right. And it's sad and cruel. Right. And I think in Japan, I think there's some resonance there. Right. Yeah, I think uh, that that sounds interesting. I mean, uh, it's. I mean, those are a lot of the reasons why I like the show. <laughs> well, but that, that's uh, the thing yeah, is that yeah. many I think Japanese folk folk tales yeah. they are depressing and cruel. Right. So it's like hitting a nerve there uh, right. amongst the populace. I I mean I enjoyed reading these different takeaways about about why it could be popular. I mean I. I think I've asked a few different Japanese people and um, they just say the characters and storyline and, and also they can show their kids. And uh, and I think people just like seeing like a different take on right. the demons. Demon thing. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. That, I, well, one thing I read uh, was that female characters, there's a lot of, there's an appeal to women in powerful positions, but... I was mentioning to you before that, I mean, the main female character spends most of her time in a box, muzzled <laughs> by a piece of bamboo. So I don't know if that bodes well for female empowerment. Or <laughs> it's like this, like we know why she's in the box, but she is in a box, like being carried around by a man. So I don't know exactly if we could call that like the, the ultimate of female empowerment. But you know be that as it may she's a good character it's very interesting uh so yeah that was my things are kind of iron yeah i think, I think after <laughs> reading that and thinking about the show <laughs> uh, yeah i think yeah. if i'm going to come down on any legitimate explanation i'd just say that there was a a really uh either timing uh also the fact that oh who knows even yeah even before the coronavirus this could have still been a, a real hit, right. a real phenomenon. But the yeah. side where I would come down on is that it's Japanese folklore. And in Japanese folklore, mm-hmm. demons have played a part from, um, I think they've been a part of, of Japanese culture for a very long time mm-hmm. in art and literature. I think it was the Heian, Heian period that the demons became visible creatures or they're just... Uh, uh, supernatural yeah so I think there's a lot to unearth there I mean I'm not gonna take a fucking academic approach and spend too much time on it <laughs> I'm not gonna write a fucking thousand word essay and then come back and talk about it right. no it's um, it's coalesced into something which is a it's a real phenomenon in Japan mm-hmm. and that, I think that's one of the reasons why we covered it we covered it is because it's at the time of this recording the movie is still being played in cinemas and it's uh, it's broken all sorts of box office records like you said in the last episode. It's something which we were curious about, about why. And after watching it, I think I can 
I can see the animation as well from mm. other anime sites that that I've uh, looked at. Is mm. that this anim- the the quality of the animation is on par or a step above other anime? I feel like each movie that we watch is another period of Japan because. If we talk about The Wind Rises, The Wind Rises like touches right at the beginning, at the end of Taisho and works its way into Showa. So it's kind of Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer then blends into The Wind Rises, which are very two different, very different uh, tones. And then from there we go into, we're, we're kind of entering World War II and then post-war Japan, we hit Ikiru. And Ikiru is, uh, you know, the about modern day Japan in the 1950s. And then we go into uh, more deeper talk about the nuclear bomb with uh, Godzilla. And then we go into more of the, uh, we just want to have, you know, a calm life in shows like, in movies like Kamome Shokudo. And then we go, but a little bit further back in time to the beginning of the Edo period with uh, silence. So and then we go even further back in time with Rashomon. So I feel like we're we watch enough movies, we'll be able to kind of create this patchwork quilt of uh, a movie movies that kind of tell us what each period of time in Japanese history was like. Right. Yeah. Do you know how many anime exist? Do you know how many anime there is available? I, I don't know. According to this yeah. one source. I, I read it's in the it's in the fucking thousands there's this database this media art database which catalogs information on manga anime video games and media art exhibitions and this database is run by the agency for cultural affairs under the ministry of education culture blah 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 and uh this was launched in 2015 and the catalog contained more than 9,000 entries and the last Update in February 2016 added an additional 700 entries, bringing the range to 10,000 entries. And this anime, there's a my anime list, and that database contains 12,800 entries. Does does that include like those those news report uh, uh, computer generated recreations of events that happened, like a murder investigation? You might see like the you're telling me a news. Something uh, uh, last year about some guy who died because his coworkers shoved air up his ass, and then there was a recreation. Is that <laughs> is that an? I'm not gonna forget. Sorry, I'm, I don't want to laugh at <laughs> the, the. Is poor that, that included in the anime list? You know, oxygen or air being right, blown up. every his little ass. animated thing part of this database. <laughs> like you anything like, has already been brought to life in anime form is what you're asking me yeah. <laughs> is that why there's so many you know, it's it's interesting because we don't watch anime a lot we don't watch so many so i worry that our appraisal of this series is dumb not you know <laughs> yeah well dumb obviously but i'm, I'm talking about like us uh-huh. picking up on certain things which Mm-hmm. Or, or missing certain things, which are right. common tropes in anime. I think we've already established that you know there's a lot of eroticism. Uh, there's a lot of un- yeah, just blatant, flagrant fucking sexual innuendo. Not even innu- innuendo. Mm-hmm. It's just completely in your face. It's when you're when you're a kid watching people like women with in your face cleavage or, or or men who are very rapey. 
I think that's one of the common common uh, you know uh, things that we see and throughout. I think even when I was watching Dragon Ball Z when I was uh, in high school, that the hasn't changed. Thing is like because in normal Japanese society, women don't you don't see women showing off cleavage. Like, yeah, it's aspirational. But if, if yeah. I think it's like yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was a joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I was it was like for for the <laughs> I think you take the, it very the, seriously. The of the character, maybe it's aspirational. I was saying for young girls. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be. <laughs> I want to have cleavage. <laughs> When will I get it? Oh, I got some bad news for you, honey. Uh, you're Japanese. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah. Well, you know. Hey, what are you gonna do? Not all. Listen. Okay. Okay. I got. I got to uh, dig okay. myself out of this fucking hole. Uh, hey. Uh, not all women in Japan are flat. Okay. I want to make that perfectly clear. That's just a really bad stereotype. Okay. I want to. Go out and be on record saying that. I almost feel like you're about to get like to a South Park's Mr. Mackey. <laughs> Not everybody's flat, okay? Flat, okay? Jokes are bad. Okay? That's a terrible joke, and uh, yeah, I, I want to be perfectly clear that it was just a joke, uh-huh. uh, and it's a common misconception. Not entirely. And actually, true. it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, me, well, me uh, clarifying? No, I mean, like, whether or not people are flat-chested or not. <laughs> just oh, no, matter. yeah, I don't care either. I'm not a big, I'm not a big tits kind of guy. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I wouldn't be in Japan if I was, you know. <laughs> oh, golly, jeez. keep digging a hole I'm just digging myself there. further. Yeah, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, well. Hang on. Hey, listen. Um, so I've, I haven't got into the last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go on. Yes, yes. Last episode. Talk about it. I want to bring up the last episode because I think that's my favorite. I think it's my favorite episode of the, out of the whole series because it showed the master demon. His name is Kin... Kin well, I can't remember his name. It's Kin, Kibutsuji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kibutsuji. We see him actually in woman's form. Right. Yeah. And I don't know what the fuck's going on. But I don't know when I, when I first start watching it, I'm just like... Uh, it's all. It was just. I felt taken aback by this. The beauty of the visuals. Mm. The beauty. It was like. A, I, I, at first, I didn't know it was Kibutsuji. I just thought it was like this random woman mm-hmm. that I hadn't seen before. I thought it was a new character, but it turns out to be the actual master demon, mm. and he's taken on woman's form, and now he's got these other demons in his presence who want his blood, or demanding, or asking for to to be uh, a part of the elite. Mm. I just felt the scene. Say the scene is beautiful in the fact that it's it's visual, it's visually beautiful, but fucked up at the same time mm-hmm. because it just uh, demonstrates his low tolerance for imbeciles or for those uh, who he yeah, views yeah. as weak. Right, weak without the drive and passion he's looking for. Right. So it's like a interview. It's like yeah. a, no, it's like the worst. It's the worst job interview yeah, you could yeah, ever, ever. have. <laughs> where instead of getting invited back, you're just gruesomely murdered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the candidate, the candidate who ends up winning, uh, uh, proves to be the most sinister right. and uncompromising out of the lot of them. Right. So a great hire. 
and, and, and so just from those you know seeing the scene and, and seeing how she becomes the one who he picks yeah it's just great storytelling yeah it is yeah that's and uh, he's an inspiration to managers around the world yeah. who are hiring <laughs> yeah. looking for great applicants that's how you handle it it inspires <laughs> it probably inspired a top 10 video on youtube like top 10 <laughs> top 10 ways you can inspire your ace your interview yeah. yeah ace your interview <laughs> Top tens, man. But, so many top yeah, tens. I was. Uh, I I loved it. I loved yeah. that uh, the whole scene and with the C it looked like CG mixed in as well, mm-hmm. with the way the camera went through this labyrinth, yeah. this maze of where he lives. I mean, fuck, that was awesome. Yeah, loved it. I was like, where the hell is that? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not hell, but it's like industrial looking, but very refined at the same time and doesn't seem to have a floor i like him as a nemesis as a as a real threat to the demon slayer core i yeah he's interesting he's up there with my favorite characters right let's talk about favorite characters okay i think i think he and of course nezuko yeah nezuko is my favorite up there but i think without the master demon slayer then this would be a shitty a shitty show to me yeah, it's true. You got to nail down the bad guy, right? You got to make him really le- legitimate. Make him a legitimate threat, and I think that's what this show did really well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, for me, yeah, Nezuko is one of my favorite characters, and is also very pivotal character because there, it, it's she's always creates this this conflict. Where it's like, oh, is she going to ever become uh, human again? And w- there's always this lurking suspicion that maybe she could turn bad you, because she is a demon, but she's not like as refined as Tamayo and Yushiro. She's still, sometimes you see this like animal like instinct in her, but she also has great ability for adjusting to, you know, fighting things like that so I, I think there's a lot of tension that's created in her character which I find always to be interesting when she's portrayed on the screen that moment when she's kicking the ball back to that demon yeah and you just see she's just sheer strength right and I think other demons mention this in the series They're yeah. like oh wow she's powerful right she's got real power but it's untapped power right so you have demons actually saying like well if she she hasn't harnessed it she hasn't fully developed her skill she hasn't fighting. found her yoda yeah yeah mm. you know that would be interesting as well if one of these demon slayers took her on board right so i want to teach you right how to beat your own kind yeah wouldn't that be interesting yeah i think that maybe that's uh, a direction that the show series the manga has already gone that we haven't bothered to read so um, <laughs> oh, is that right? I think the manga. I mean, it could be right. So we, oh. we mm. who knows? We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. But we do, we do love, uh, yeah, conjecture. <laughs> yeah. We, we do love pissing in the wind and just like <laughs> sit, putting our. F- <laughs> it's never stopped us before, has it? <laughs> it's like there is a manga series which has already played itself out, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, I'd love, I'd love there to be like one listener who's like, been, who knows, watching anime his or her whole life, and then they've been listening to this, you know, us to this long. <laughs> Fuck, could you imagine? 
play. Fuck. Imagine what they'd be saying by throwing their fucking phone and yeah. against the wall. <laughs> so stupid. Fuck. Fuck is wrong with these fucking guys. <laughs> Why are you even commenting on it? You don't know shit. <laughs> hey, man, we're just two guys from two different countries. <laughs> That's a cop out. <laughs> Talking about life yeah, in Japan. That's why we do. That's why we do preface every episode. Yeah. Oh, we're just two guys. <laughs> nah, just two guys. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Uh, Oh, what, did, what was your favorite episode? Wow, that's a hard one because they all kind of blur together for me. Oh, really? Yeah. But I guess, you know, the the series of episodes where they're in that house with the drum dude. Oh, you mentioned that the last time. Yeah. I really like the drumming you idea. That, uh, that, you enjoyed that scene yeah. where the orange-haired dude. Yeah. I really like... Unconscious and then yeah, the unconscious thing and... It brings in so many different things, and people are indoors and outdoors. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> people are indoors and outdoors. <laughs> I like indoors. <laughs> I like outdoors. You know, I mm. like different scenery. No, but I, I, I think prefer the court to be held outdoors, <laughs> outdoors, if you know what I mean. Yes. I don't like indoor uh, court settings. <laughs> I, I like prefer it. them to be outside, outdoors, where uh, you can get some sun. So I'm going to recommend that. My next blog post, I'm going to talk about outdoor courts. Yeah. Mm. Yes. What about you? What was your favorite? Last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, only because, uh, like I mentioned, I, I loved the the way they built up. I don't know. I think most series. I think the series, and every series that I love, mm-hmm. it's always the bad guy who makes it and breaks it for me. Like in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, for example, I mean, a lot of what made it was Gustav Gustavo Fring, and right. uh, yeah, he was like a focal point for me when I was watching that I was like fucking what a great series and all because and even though we're following an anti-hero as well well yeah, again yeah. he's like this is the character development so I think in this case it's the the yeah it's the master demon right who has my attention along with um, um, the other episode like you like you mentioned yourself mm-hmm. the changing rooms I, I like that too yeah. that was pretty that was really interesting but I I mean, of course, I also like just the scenes where the spider story in the forest uh, and how that played itself out. And didn't you think that was graphic? Where the like she, he's holding her up with the silk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the blood is just draining from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's cutting off human beings. Yeah, he's cutting. You know, they're they're cutting off human heads. Right. These aren't demons. Yeah, they're cutting off real human beings. They're just dismembering them. Right. You don't think that was graphic? No, I mean, I, I thought it was graphic. I mean, okay. yeah, it's like, it, it, it's, it's crazy. It's insane. And so those are my scenes that I liked. I I, I enjoyed those things. All yeah. right, final judgments. Yes. What are we breaking this out of? Uh, out of five? Five what? Uh, five uh, oh, katanas. Yeah. Swords. Yeah. Yeah, we could do five. Yeah, that's kind of boring. Uh, boring? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what, what about uh, five uh, bamboo... Mouthpieces. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a five. Five out of five. Five bamboo yeah. mouthpieces. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Without hesitation. Wow. Shit. Um, I am going to give this four bamboo mouthpieces and three quarters of another mouthpiece that doesn't quite fit into your mouth. Or will go fit right not, into not your quite mouth. There. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't really uh, yeah, yeah. seal cover the everything, space. Yeah. It doesn't really cover everything. You could end up swallowing it. 
because I, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I know we may be covering anime in the future. Mm-hmm. So if I put it too high, then what? I don't have much room. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've already <laughs> put it four and so three quarters. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving yourself a quarter of a star to work with? <laughs> okay, okay, a half. Yeah. Okay, how about that? Half. Four and a half. Okay. Four and a half bamboo mouthpiece pieces. I wonder if there's a Japanese name for that. Do you think there's a Japanese term for what she put in her mouth? I'll we'll have to look it up. But I'm not mm. going to look it up now. Could put that on the website. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good so, idea. So yeah, we did a yeah. So we did a podcast, and you just put that in. So we found out that this is what Japanese call it. Yeah. They call it a bamboo mouthpiece. 